They may be called the next generation, but they're the church of today. Reach, disciple, and mobilize students to share the hope of the gospel. This is Next Gen On Mission with Shane Pruitt and Paul Wooster. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the Next Gen On Mission podcast. Always love being with you. I'm your boy, Shane Pruitt, National Next Gen Director for the North American Mission Board. And always with me is my, is my friend, my brother from another mother, but the same father. That was corny, right, Paul? Paul Wooster, yeah, yeah. National, yeah. <laughs> yeah, National Collegiate Director at the North American Mission Board. What's up, Paul? What's up, dude? Hey, Shane, man, I'm stoked about this uh, new book that you got working on. You want to give us a sneak peek, uh, just like a little short synopsis of what you got working on there? It's yeah, going to come man. out soon. Yeah, we've been working on a book with B&H Publishing with my good friend Scott Pace, and we're co-authoring a book on calling out the called, uh, discipling those called to ministry leadership. So just getting back to calling out leaders in our ministry context and then equipping them to be ministry leaders. So it will release in the fall of 2022, so November 1st. So uh, we're currently recording this in the spring. So man, can't wait for that to get out, man. Thanks for asking about that. Hey, and it always feels good getting that manuscript in. I mean, you're an author, so you know what it's like, man. Once you get that manuscript in, it's that deep breath. They accepted it. They didn't go, hey, this is trash. Rewrite it. You know, no, they were excited <laughs> about it, man. They're pumped about it. So, it, well, I don't know. Like mine kind of got the, you know? mine kind of got the, the, this is trash and rewrite it. But hey, I'll, I'll you know, <laughs> just endurance, kidding. man. Endurance. Finish, a hey, finish, cross the finish line. That's all right. Yeah. Well, awesome. Paul, where are you at today? Are you in California, Hawaii? Where are yeah. you at today? Yeah, I'm actually in Hawaii right now. So, yeah, yeah. suffering yeah. for the Lord in yeah. Hawaii. <laughs> Hey, well, Paul, man, I'm so excited about our guest today, uh, you know, because on the Next Gen on Mission podcast, we have all kinds of people, man. You know, we have authors, uh, we have, man, people that are just really in tune with culture, we have, uh, man, thought leaders, innovators, um, and really, man, we have a guy that's really all of those things and on the front lines. I always love when we have men and women on this that are on the front lines going, hey, I don't just talk about it. I'm doing ministry on the front lines of everything we're talking about. And so today we have none other than Jay Sanders with us. He is a husband, a father. Hey, new twins, right? New twins. And he is also the University of South Florida BCM director uh, which, hey, South Florida, man, I love South Florida. It's where my favorite football team is, the Miami Dolphins. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. <laughs> so, Jay, welcome to the podcast. Hey, we can't wait to just glean from your wisdom. But, hey, while you're down there in South Florida, can you help my Dolphins out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll start praying for them right now, man. Start praying for them right now. But, it is man, a Shane Paul, yes, indeed. Shane Paul, it's an honor to be with you and um, it's humble to be uh, on this podcast. Awesome. Hey, well, Jay, before we get too spiritual, man, tell us one fun fact about Jay Sanders that we need to know that we may not already know. Well, I love theme parks. I love theme parks and specifically riding roller coasters. Um, the bigger, the badder. Uh, that's the, you know, I want to ride those things all the time. And so roller coasters to me, it's, it's good therapy, man. And, uh, and so I am the guy that, uh, um, you know, I'll watch, youtube videos of the new roller coasters that are coming out you know oh, wow. and so uh yeah yeah man so oh, that's, that's rad. probably something random that folks may not know but uh yeah i love roller coasters. So awesome, what about man. what about uh what about skydiving you ever been skydiving 
I have not, but it is on the bucket list. You want to come okay. with me? Come on. Yeah, dude, Jay. I'm down. Let's do it. <laughs> Jay, that's awesome, man. Hey, dude, let me tell you, man, enjoy those roller coasters while you're young, man, because I'm getting older. And man, I, I used to love them. I could do them all, but I get so dizzy and queasy now, man. Like I can get on a carousel with my kids and get off and go, all right, I got to sit down for a minute. You know what I mean? It's embarrassing, man. It's embarrassing. Yeah. And you got to check your walker in too. And you're, when you're yeah, it's terrible, man. It's terrible. I do, see, I do terrible. see a little of that gray, gray hair. Uh, uh, yeah. Know, see, that's why I, I got to hit the barber, man. Got to get that bald fade. That's why I do that bald fade to keep the gray out. <laughs> Awesome. Certainly, man. We got we got to invent something, some kind of rise for old people, you know. Uh, so when we get older, there's something for it. So yeah, yeah. I think it's called a hover around. I think it's called the rascal. It's called the rascal. You see them at flea markets. A rascal, or maybe it's just turkey leg. Maybe it's just maybe it's just called just uh, your car, you know, in heels. Like, you know, that, that's yeah, probably that's enough right. right there. So anyway. Yeah. Great. Thanks, Jay, man. Love it. Um, so then we jump into our more serious questions is what do we need to know about Generation Z? Sure. I don't know. Uh, I mean, one of the things I've discovered with Gen Z students, um, they're looking for a few things. And this is just what I've discovered from my eye gate, from my experiences. They're looking for your time. Uh, they're looking for your heart. They are, I discovered they're looking for your attention. They're looking for ownership. They're not really interested in being a, a spectator. And so if you're like, hey, you need to wait until you're 30 or 40 or 50 to get involved. They want to be a participator. They want to be involved and take ownership and wherever they may be. Um, and uh, specifically within ministry. Uh, and then they want connection with uh, community. It's pretty crazy in a time where we are... We, the uh, most connected because of, you know, technology we also has some of the most lonely mm. uh, people on the planet, specifically uh, with Gen Z. Yeah, man, I agree, Jay, completely. Um, man, I love those answers. I see that as well. Um, and Jay, one thing that I appreciate and admire about you, just kind of watching you um, and following your social media, seeing your ministry from a distance is I love how I love how fired up you are, man. You are passionate. You're all about knowing Jesus and making Jesus known. So would you briefly just share a little bit of your story and where that passion comes from? Sure, I'll try to be brief. My mom said, if you uh, talk long, you talk wrong. So I'll try to get <laughs> oh, right to the Oh, man, I think all so. those preachers need that. We need to write that. <laughs> we need to write that on our pulpits. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, man, thanks for giving me the opportunity. Uh, just a few minutes, moments to, first of all, just brag on Jesus and uh, and what he has done in and through uh, my life. My biological mother, I would start there, um, battled with many addictions in her life. Uh, she was... Uh, her primary addiction was drugs. Uh, she gave birth to me literally on a street corner, which is so sad. And from that very moment, I became a ward of the state. Went from, um, entered the foster care system, went from foster home to foster home. Eventually, several years later, I was adopted into my uh, forever home, forever family. Yeah. Um, I experienced abuse, abuse on many different levels of my life, physically, uh, emotionally, sexually, verbally, yeah. probably should be in a crazy ward um, mm -hmm. at this time. But God, uh, in the midst of all of that dysfunction, you know, Jesus, he, he had his hand on my life, even when I didn't see it or know it. I love Psalm 3011. It says, uh, you, you turn my wailing into dancing. Uh-oh, dancing. Mm -hmm. You uh, wow. remove my, my sackcloth and clothe me with joy. And that is exactly what happened when I 
heard the gospel and accepted Jesus as my personal savior when I was uh, six years old at a little small church called Antioch Baptist Church. On a good <laughs> Sunday, there maybe were 50 people, <laughs> Come on. Um, you know, <laughs> that were there. And the people there, man, uh, they love me towards Jesus and they didn't hate me towards the world. I am sure, I am sure that when they saw me, even without stepping into my home, even without knowing a lot about me, I'm sure they could tell that this looks like a troubled kid. It looks like mm. a kid uh, who has a troubled soul, but that didn't stop them from loving me towards Jesus. Wow. I'm grateful for that. Um, eventually, the Lord led me to study his word. Um, at a Bible school called Word of Life Bible Institute. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. there's a lot that I can say about it, but to keep it short, I will just say there I experienced deep healing that I desperately needed from God's word as I was saturated in it for several years. Had a discipler named Tom Phillips who believed in me, who prayed for me, who poured his life into me. And then in 2009 at a missions conference, I don't remember the speaker. Uh, I don't I don't even remember who that's saying the uh, the text that he used, he was preaching on during that time. But I do know that that God was there. And I do know that um, uh, I was just uh, arrested by the spirit of God over those that three-day conference, a missions conference. And I, I didn't recognize until that time that I was in a heavyweight battle with the Lord, not necessarily over my eternity. I trusted him with my eternity, but I haven't given him my day to day. Mm-hmm. I had not surrendered to his call on my on my life. And um, at the end of that conference, uh, I surrendered to the Lord to, to full-time ministry. It was a clear call to know Jesus, to make him known, and specifically to the next generation. Yeah. And that call is still in my life today. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I still have fire in my belly to live out that oh, yeah. call uh, with each and every breath and moment and day that God gives me. Mm, incredible. Yeah, man. yeah, and that's, I see that, man, getting to know you. Us hanging out in Africa and all the different places and Africa. That re- <laughs> yeah, dude, that was a blast, dude. Was. Uh, trying to witness to people while we were there, just at the hotel. And man, just uh, you have that, you just on, always on, always mm-hmm. trying to follow the spirit of God. And, um, and, but one thing I always notice about you is just your authenticity your realness, your rawness, even sometimes I'm like, man, this guy's so real. It's a little uncomfortable sometimes, but, <laughs> but dude, it's, I think, I think God, God really uses that in your personal ministry and in your, um, in your, in your preaching as well. So what, what, what have you learned and, and wh- how is that such a high value for you in that, that area of authenticity? Well, one of the things I would say to your listeners today and to all of us brothers is, is that your life is more see-through than you think. Mm. Yeah. And uh, when you, you definitely discover that when you work with students um, on any level, you know, uh, they can see right through you. And so you might as well live an authentic life. It's exhausting to live any other way. Wow. Um, when, when you retire from acting and choose instead, you no longer need to worry about memorizing the lines, I would say. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I've seen God use um, living this way in my life and in my ministry in a few ways. Well, one thing would be is that vulnerability is uh, it's humbling. I don't know if there is anything more humbling than opening up and being vulnerable with others. Yeah. <laughs> Not mm-hmm. just giving the G-rated yeah. version. You know, sometimes yeah. when we, give our, we tell our story, yeah. we share our testimony, we, get, we tell the, 
the, the G-rated version. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Not right. the X-rated mm-hmm. version, you know. <laughs> um, but it is very humbling uh, to, to step out in vulnerability. The other thing is being, vulner- being vulnerable, I've learned, um, it humanizes us. It humanizes you. When I pretend to be uh, stronger than I am, I don't inspire people. I just intimidate them. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, what a word. Yep. And at least in my experience of working with students specifically, students are actually more willing to follow a leader with a limp who's fully dependent on Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And one of the last things I would say is, is that I found vulnerability to be helpful. When I show what it looks like to follow Jesus, despite me being broke, busted, and disgusted, I've discovered it helps students follow Jesus in the midst of their own mess as well. Mm, that's good. Yeah, I love that, Jay. Man, I I appreciate that honesty. And man, you're right. I mean, one of the biggest values that really Gen Z has as a core value is that authenticity. And and I said this the other day, and I I think it's true, is like they're really not looking for cool, trendy leaders to follow. They're looking for real and authentic ones, man. So I appreciate that. AJ, in addition to, man, leading a growing college ministry, you're also a sought-after preacher, uh, communicator, uh, focused on reaching this generation. And, um, I mean, I know I get those questions a lot. Paul gets those questions a lot of like, hey, uh, like, you know, how do I do this or how do I communicate or I feel called to preach or be a communicator? So would you share, man, what advice would you give to young people who are feeling called to preach, feel called to communicate God's word, teach God's word? Uh, what advice would you give? Uh, well, first of all, I don't know how sought after I am. I'm a scrub. That's one thing I would say. But if I were to share just a couple of things, one, I would just say, first of all, in your own personal life uh, and your walk with the Lord, make sure that you, you stay close and you stay clean, mm. that uh, you stay close to that. Jesus and, and, uh, and you keep short account of sin in your life. It's going to be really hard, I think, to communicate God's word with power and conviction and clarity if your life is backed up with unconfessing. Um, And so that's one thing I would say. And then the other thing I would say is the word works. The word works. Amen. Come on, preach, preacher. (laughs) So preach the word, the Mm -hmm. full, unadulterated, life-giving word, nothing but the words to help you, God. I love it. Um, Hebrews 4, um, let's see here, 4, 12, it says, for the word of God, it is living and effective and sharper than any double-edged sword. Not you, not your cleverness. How cute yep. you can be, not if I can make this a tweetable phrase or anything like that. It says the word of God is mm-hmm. uh, penetrating as far as the separation of the soul and the spirit, joints and marrow. It is able to judge the ideas and thoughts of the heart. No creature is hidden from him, but all things are naked and exposed to the eyes of, to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Use the word. Love it. Nothing but the word. Come on. That's so good. That's so good. So I. Uh, at this point in your life and ministry and the success that you've had, I'm sure some people have said this phrase, oh, you could have your own church. You could be a real pastor, <laughs> right? <laughs> but um, you've chosen to stay in the saddle on in collegiate ministry. So what has drawn you to kind of stay focused on reaching, discipling, and mobilizing college students? 
Sure. Good question. First of all, Jesus won't allow me to do anything else. <laughs> yeah. And, and I don't have a desire to do anything else, uh, you know, with my life. And if God wants to change that, uh, he's going to make that clear. But um, <laughs> as I mentioned earlier, back in 2009, it was a very clear call on my life to reach the next generation. And, and uh, I haven't looked back, you know, from that, from that call. Um, the other thing I would say is, or I would ask is, have you seen the world? Have you seen the planet? <laughs> like the world, and maybe we laugh to keep from crying, but the world, it is broken. Humanity yeah. is yeah. is is broken, and I believe if we are going to see the future of the planet look different, the most strategic way I feel that I can use my life right now is to give my life away to reach, disciple, and mobilize college students. Yes, um, and it is those students who will very soon um, have an influence in the business world, the education um, arenas, politics. Family, arts, entertainment, and media, and yes, the church. Yeah, that's so good. I love that absolutely. And and I, I was just thinking as you were talking, Jay, about uh, a really good friend of mine who uh, was a campus pastor of a very very large church, a mega mega church. And before that, he was a, a student pastor for twenty years. Stepped into this role as a campus pastor of the hub campus of this multi site church. And he did that for four years, and uh, he literally uh, just went back to be the lead student pastor of that same church. And people go, oh, man, you know, Pastor Greg just stepped down to go back, be the student pastor. I was like, no, he stepped up. Oh, man, they stepped down to do that. No, no, no. He stepped up front line. That's right. <laughs> so, man, I love your heart when you go, man, there's nothing else I could do. This is what God's called me to do and quit me for. I yes. love that. And I, hey, I have no, there's, there's no, there's, there's no, uh, at this point in my life, I can tell you, there is no hidden motive or desire that's in my heart to, yeah. you know, be some senior pastor or campus yep. pastor. I'm fully yeah. satisfied and I'm alive yeah. doing yeah. this. Um, yeah, that's so. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Praise the Lord. Hey, and uh, hey, no shade on all of our senior pastor and lead right. pastor friends. No, we love you. Absolutely hey, and nothing, not. absolutely hey, not. nothing out there is what I said. Like, I wanted to say that because of our, our listeners, our friends, is that, uh, hey, there's nothing we do without you. Uh, like, right. your, your, your heart for the next generation as a lead pastor, senior pastor, only adds fuel to the fire of your church, your city, your context. So, we love lead pastors, senior pastors. Uh, Jay, I, uh, one thing that we also know about you is like prayer is so important to you. It's really like the fuel of your ministry and you've made that clear. Would you just share kind of what prayer has meant to you in your personal life and really what God's teaching you through prayer right now? Yeah, sure. I'd love to, you know, um, uh, God really lit a fire and a passion for prayer in my life, actually in middle school. So the same church where I got saved at, at Antioch um, on Wednesday night, they would have Bible study and prayer meeting. And, uh, and so we'd get together, we'd worship in song, we'd study some portion of scripture. And then at the end of the night, my pastor would have everybody, you know, stand up and, um, man, just, we would, we would stand in a circle, hold hands and share prayer requests. Mm -hmm. And I watched as a middle schooler all the way up until I left to go to college on, on Wednesday night, men and women in our church who believed that God answers prayer that would, um, 
beg for their brothers and sisters uh, that made up the body of Antioch to man, pray for their son who had you know, fallen away from the Lord, pray for their daughter who doesn't even believe in God, pray for mm-hmm. uh, physical healing, so on and so forth. And then to watch God again and again and again in his timing answer those prayers miraculously. Amen. I will say to you that I don't um, definitely have not uh, reached some, you know, successful whatever prayer life. It's, it's an area of my life where I continue want to to grow. A spiritual discipline that um, uh, I beg God to continue to help me get better in, you know, in the area of prayer. Um, uh, Shane and Paul, um, um, I got ADD. (laughs) (laughs) So one of the things that uh, has really helped me even recently is actually just writing out my prayer. Yeah, and um, yeah. and recently um, I picked up re- as recent as in January. There's a book called Handbook to Prayer: Praying the Scriptures Back to God mm. by uh, Ken awesome. Bola, and yeah. um, uh, that is a tool that has just honestly has revolutionized my prayer life um, this year as I've just been praying God's word back to Him. Oh, I love that. Jay, man, so rich, man. Thank you so much for your time and your wisdom. And hey, listen, we always close our Next Channel Mission podcast conversations with the same on mission charge that we really believe the heart behind this podcast is to see the next generation realize they're really the now generation. They're not necessarily the future of the church, but they are the church right now, that they have a mission now, a calling to God on their life now. Would you give us one closing thought on this and one next step? Well, one of the things I would say is uh, um, I'm going to quote, um, actually, the, he's the, he was the founder, one of the co-founders of the Ministry of Word of Life, where God called me into ministry, Jack Warchin. Mm-hmm. He said, it is the responsibility of every generation to reach their generation for Christ. It. Yeah, nice. And uh, those words gripped me, and I would share those words with your listeners today. And um, I would say, man, give it all you got. Um, yeah. Uh, and uh, don't be concerned. I think this is a real concern um, within our, our generation today. Of as you're elevating the name of Jesus secretly, you also want your name to be elevated as wow. well. There's no mm-hmm. satisfaction in that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, be fully yeah. satisfied yeah. right now with yeah. knowing Him, making His name known, and Amen. people forgetting about you one day when you're dead and gone yeah i love that i love that attitude and i think that's the kind of thing that god honors you know it's kind of ironic when you when you choose to let go of your own agenda often he blesses and gives you more opportunities so so it's kind of kind of funny how that works when you finally let go of that pride then god's like all right here's some more opportunities so if you get usable man god's gonna wear you out so Yes, um, yes, man. <laughs> that's so encouraging, Jay. Uh, so with that in mind, how can can people connect with you, maybe even bring you in to speak or just follow you on social media? Sure, sure, sure. Well, um, you could hit me up on IG or on Twitter. And uh, my username is just I am Jay Sanders. So J-A-Y-S-A-N-D-E-R-S. And then uh, on Facebook, uh, it's just Jay Sanders, J-Y Sanders. And um, yeah, I would love to be able to to serve in the way that I can, even if I, even if I can be a, a connector uh, for you. So yeah, thank you. 
It's great, Jay. Well, friends, I know that you were probably like me, so encouraged and inspired uh, by Jay and his wisdom today. So thank you so much for joining us, Jay. And then friends, thank you so much again for being a part of the Next Gen on Mission podcast conversation, being a part of this family. Listen, remember, if you have any questions at all reaching the next generation, please email us at evangelism at nam.net. We'll try to address those on a future podcast. Also, if this podcast is an encouragement to you, these conversations are a help to you and your and your call to live on mission, we want you to share this with others. So share it on your social media, Hey, text links to people. Uh, we'd love for you to do that. Uh, also, if your podcast platforms have an opportunity for follow and ratings, uh, please give us a follow. Give us a rating. Paul says only five-star ratings, though. All right, only five-star ratings. <laughs> so, uh, give us a rating on there. And then also remember, a new function of this podcast is we uh, video record these now. So you can, if you'd rather see the video recording of these conversations, you can check those out on YouTube at GenSend on our GenSend YouTube channel. All right. Well, thank you, friends, for your time. We know that's one of the most valuable things you can give us is your time. So thank you for your time. We pray you have a great rest of your day and tell somebody about Jesus. <laughs>